Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Beauty Squad. So, I always say I hope you guys are okay, but I do obviously hope you guys are okay, because obviously the COVID and stuff has everyone going crazy. Um, so, I hope you guys are okay, hope everything's good. If you're off work, then good for you. Um, and if you're in work, then I hope you're staying safe. So, let's get right into it, folks. Selfridges, like... I mean, amazing, like, loved the store, um, when I left Harrods, as you guys know, I went to Selfridges because I wanted to work for a fashion house, and that fashion house was Dior, um, so, yeah, like, loved it, amazing, I remember I went for my interview, and because I went, obviously worked in Harrods, I, w I was very confident, so, um, I was like, Do you know, I've gotten to the best department store in the whole world, um, if I can't get, if I've gotten to that, I can get into everything else. So that kind of made me very confident. But at the same time, I am humble as well. Like, you know, I, I knew like that was a bar I'd set for myself. So I thought, you know, it'd be easy to get into Selfridges. They do exactly the same thing. Had to go for my store approval. Had to meet everyone, like 50 different managers. Um, and, you know, I went to Dior head office, which was LVMH. Um, they're part of the LVMH group. And I went there to the head office. Very swanky, very bougie. Wouldn't expect nothing more. I was interviewed by uh, two women at the time. Um, God, what even were their names? I can't even remember. I think it was Joe, Joe and Faye, was it? I think it was Joe and Faye, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that was weird because I was like kind of double interviewed, which I, I guess it's the thing. It was the thing back then. Um, but yeah, I was so eager to please. And like back then I was kind of like fresh out of uni. Well, yeah, I just finished uni. Fresh out of uni, I kind of went full time. So I was kind of like, I didn't know about money, I didn't know about pay, didn't know about, I was so naive, so, so naive. And like now, looking back, I was kind of like, um, kind of got taken advantage of. Like, not by like the company, just me being so new to it and new to the industry, where I was kind of like, oh my God, I love it. Like, I love the brand. You get like discount, it's amazing. Like, so you kind of get sucked into brands that way. Um, and like the reason why I wanted to work for Dior is because I'd done London Fashion Week before. Um, I'd done loads of editorial work before I even went to uni. Um, so I was kind of like into that kind of like, I love fashion. Like, as you know, like if you went back to one of my podcasts previously about uh, why I studied fashion and it wasn't really for me, but I love the idea of fashion. Um, I love the creative aspect of it. So yeah, I kind of loved it. I loved being in, working for a brand which was le led by fashion because listen chicken, what y'all need to know is everything in the, in the makeup industry is all led by fashion. So you see this shit on the runway and you're like, I don't know, like a glossy eye. Then it's like, all the bigger brands pick it up first and then it gets to obviously trickles down into like all the kind of shittier kind of um, drugstore kind of cheaper brands. So like it all comes from fashion. So what makes you laugh is nothing is, everything is recycled in makeup. And this is why I used to have clients. And I'm like, do not buy trend makeup. I never understood this. Like, and it was a thing with Dior as well. Like if you go back to Dior years ago, like, they would have like necklaces, like it was the most tackiest thing they used to do. Like they used to have like a Dior ring and had like a lip gloss in it. And then you had like, I don't know if you, if you guys remember this, it was like a necklace and it was like a gold necklace um, with like a pendant on it and that had like a, a highlighter in it. It was just, 
tack, but it was like it sold because people was like, oh my God, it like says Christian Dior on it. So they're very smart in what they did. And that was kind of like when it was all very like the late 2000s was all very about tacky branding and like Louis Vuitton had like all stuff splashed everywhere. It's very like that generation was all like showing your wealth through like brand and it was so tacky, but like obviously it was the trend at the time. But what makes me laugh is like, people going out and buying like all these brands and they're constantly bringing out, there's some brands like that who bring out collections like every month or every six weeks. Do not get it, don't understand it. Like that to me, it's just you're buying stuff for the sake of buying it, which makes no sense. So migrating from Harrods to Selfridges, like wasn't such an easy move. Like if you know where Harrods is, it's in Knightsbridge. I was living in um, Hibernian, well not Hibernian, I was living in Arsenal. Um, which was right next to the stop at Arsenal. So it used to take me like 20 minutes on the underground to get to Harrods. So it was quick and easy. But Selfridges, if you've never been, is on Oxford Street. Um, and I loved it. I remember when I first got there and I was really thrown into the deep end. And I think this is what made me adaptable as an, um, as an I hate saying MUA. So I'm not going to say that word because it pisses me off. Um, I'm going to say as a makeup artist, I remember I got on there and I had no training with Dior and I was kind of just thrown onto the counter and if you've ever been to Selfridges it's not a quiet store um, and I'm talking Selfridges Oxford Street like it's not a quiet store it is super super busy um, and like you had like people coming up and like hiya can you give me this mascara this foundation I want to be kind of and I was like Ooh! like I, I was so overwhelmed I remember the first week being there I was kind of like oh my god I literally cannot cope with this job, it's too intense. But the reason why I didn't like it at the start was because I didn't know anything. I didn't know any of the products. You kind of look like a div. Um, people coming up and you're like, hi, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for this foundation. You're like, sorry, what? What, 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 what? Um, so that was what kind of like put me off a bit. But then obviously I had my 4DI, which is like your four day training. Um, I met an amazing guy there called Carl. I don't know if he's, I think he's actually still working. No, he's actually moved to Gurland now, I think. Um, but he was like the kind of creative training person for that. And I was kind of like, oh my God, I love training. I love the fact is sharing that information and learning about products and stuff. So that's kind of what gave me a taste. Like I used to love sitting in trainings cause like you get free products, you um, used to like learn and meet new people and enhance your knowledge and like you know make a part of site there who are like oh my god i'm the shit like i i get it like people think that they're the shit like with in regards to um their own work and stuff but it's my makeup artistry is subjective so like some people i see i'm like oh my god their work's shite and other people's like oh my god their work's amazing so it's it's art it's subjective um but i remember being like in the training and i was like oh my god i love this like it was just so up my avenue Avenue? Yeah, up my avenue. Up my street. What am I saying avenue for? It was so up my street, like, it is up my street, isn't it? Yeah, it was right, no, it was right up my street. So um, I was kind of like, I love this. I love learning. I love learning new stuff that you can never stop learning and you can never stop growing as a makeup artist. And that's what I love about the industry, like hair, makeup now, anything. You could just, there's always new products coming out, new techniques, new inspiration, new designs. And that's what I love. Like, I literally am obsessed with the constant evolution of the makeup and hair and cosmetics industry. It's just amazing, it's constantly moving. 
Why am I sidelining here? So, back to Dior and Selfridges. Um, let's talk about what it was like to work for Dior and being on the Dior counter. So, what was it like to work for Dior and Selfridges? I loved it. Like, like I said, when I first got there, I didn't really have any training, so I kind of felt overwhelmed, but I kind of got to know, like, the team were amazing. I loved my team, who I worked with. Like, it was so, they were just such a lovely team, and we had, like, a ball together, and the only danger with working at Selfridges was Soho was only, like, a five, ten minute walk away, so, like, every day. Well, yeah, like, every day or every other day, we were, I, I don't know how I became, didn't become an alcoholic, actually. Because it was like lunch breaks, everything. It's just like you always go out um, and drink. Like it's, it's like being in France. Like, like I love know the French like to drink and stuff. Like, and they work shorter days. But this was just insane. But I remember with Dior, it enabled me to do like a lot of trunk shows um, and really buddy up to their makeup artist Jamie at the time. But I knew, it, like, like listen, I love makeup artists, and I think it's a great skill set to have. I do feel personally now, it's just, everything's just recycled. Um, I haven't seen any artists where I'm like blown away by them anymore, because I've seen it before, like, you know, creativity can only go so far, um, but you know, talent, that's harder to come by. Um, but it's nothing kind of wise me anymore. So like, back then, like I used to be like, oh my God, it's amazing. I, and I used to see different things, different looks, different techniques, and now I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know, like, I understand like it is always growing, but it's still the same products. It's just packaged differently. So I don't know, it just, it, it just, it's bizarre, but I did love the fact it was like a bougie Frenchie brand. And like, you know, oh my God, the smell of J'adore just takes me back to Selfridges. And I remember that song, Infinity, here's my key, Infinity. Like we used to play our, um, God, CDs. Jesus Christ, we used to play our CDs. Like, we used to burn CDs and play them on the counter because um, they basically moved. It used to be small. And then if you... I think it's still where it is now, but when we moved over there, it was huge. It was like an eight-station stand. Was it eight or ten? Eight, I think it's eight stations. And it was like a long... And then at the back, I had like a stage. It was fab. And, like, I remember um, they were like, oh, my God, like, do you want to be part of the makeup team? So it was like, I think it was me, Lauren, Joe and Charmaine, like we were like the elite team um, for Dior and we used to do loads of traveling and stuff, which is grand. Um, and like see it, going to our stores and sporting events and stuff, which is really cool. Um, but then after like training, I was like, I remember being in, in my trainings, because you obviously got like your initial training with most brands in cosmetics, they send you away for like three days or two days or whatever it is now. I think they've scaled back a lot of it now. Like back in the day, it was like, you used to go away for a fucking week, like, and now it's like two days, I think, or one day or whatever. Um, and some of them are really fucking cheap, where they literally send you over, like get the six o'clock flight, and then you return the same day. Brands like that, cheap, nasty, night. Like literally, if you're gonna invest in your staff, put them up the night before so they can actually have a good night's sleep. Like I never understand cosmetics brands who do that, like, especially ones who are based in London and they're sending you over from Ireland. Like they send you over there and it's like, you're dead like you can't function so it makes no sense to me um but it was good like they, i remember used to have the trainings and stuff and i was kind of like i love this like do you know what? i'm over the actual being a makeup artist there's only so many makeups and weddings and photographies and editorials and fashion shows you can do where it starts to become a bit like 
boring. Not boring, re- not redundant either. It's like, what the word, the word I'm looking for? Like, you, you've just done it. Like, there's not, it's not, no challenge there. You've done it. You know, nothing where it's like, okay, that was tricky. It was kind of like, oh, I've done that already. I don't know. And I think that's why a lot of people in makeup don't really last or they the ones who do last because they really enjoy it because think about it, you're getting the same person coming up asking for the same smoky eye like you guys know i hate cut crease makeup it just wrecks my head it's like drag queens doing it years ago then everyone picks it up and starts doing it and everyone who does it looks like a drag queen anyway so it just wasn't it's not a style i like i hate cut crease it's like I'm going to cover my whole eye to cover it with a concealer, to recover it with makeup and cover it with concealer, but it just made no sense to me. So that's when I kind of thought, like, I, I want to go in to a more of a training role. Um, and that's when I went to my review and I was like, do you know what? I want to be like either, uh, they call them field artists. I don't know what they call them now. Um, anymore, but it's like an artist where um, you go out into the field and you're doing like events, eventing and stores because being stuck on a counter five days a week gets boring. Um, and like whenever we used to do events and stuff, I loved it. I was like, oh my god, a time to be creative. You can do different makeups and stuff. Um, but I remember being like, right, I want this role. And they were sneaky because me and my friend Joe. Um, wanted the same role and they kind of put us against each other which I thought was a bit unfair um, and you know my artistry skills sorry Joe was so much better but again like cosmetics the whole cosmetics industry is so incestuous it's literally like who you know what you know and like you know Esther Lauder and you know L'Oreal LVMH they're all the same like you have these people who literally it's all kind of like knowing who you know, and it's just, I didn't like that. Like, you should get into a role because you're talented um, and you have a passion for it. Whereas I find with cosmetics, you're getting either because you have zero talent and you know someone, or it's the fact is they just need that extra body. So like, I don't know, like, it's so frustrating when you want to be so creative and then you're like seeing these people in roles who are not experienced for the role. And you know, you think to yourself, I have tons of experience and how are you doing the role you're in? Like how, like it's so, so bizarre. And I, I see that a lot. I see a lot of trainers um, who may, may have gone from like the counter um, and they've been like on a counter for like a few years and their experience doesn't measure up to other people I know. Like even their artistry skills, like I've seen trainers who couldn't do makeup. Like there was a trainer for a brand I shall not name um, but I, I, should I, I don't know, should I name? No, no, I won't name it. Um, but he was a national makeup artist in Ireland for this brand and his makeup skills was like a five-year-old. Like it was literally like a five-year-old. So for me, like working for a cosmetics brand or anything, being in the cosmetics industry, you should know everything about skin, everything about hair, everything about, everything about beauty. Like, Everything is beauty-led, cosmetics, cosmeto- cosmetology, cosmetology. Like, I know they don't have that over here. It's kind of you go to study different things like beauty or whatever. But, like, you should know all that. You should be able to do, like, a nude, nude look, an intense look, do a precise red lip, do the winged eyeliner, do a dark, smoky look. Do you know what I mean? So that just frustrated me. I was like, I want to be a trainer and I want to be the best trainer I could be. But 
Dior at the time had let go of one of her trainers and she was, I don't know, was she good? I don't, can't even remember. She was obviously not that good because I can't, really, can't really remember her. But she was let go. She was made redundant. And I remember going to my counter manager at the time, John, and being like, listen, I love makeup. I've been in Harrods for two years. I've been with you guys for two years. I feel like my experience shouldn't be someone who works on a makeup counter. Now listen, I am not slagging anyone on a makeup counter. I know people who's worked on a makeup counter all their life and it's what they want to do because it's easy at times and it suits people. Like I know a lot of mummies who um, you did beauty back in the day and they came back to makeup and they're like 50. Easy job, you come in, sell a bit of cosmetics and you go home, no drama. So like it's nothing slate in that. Like it's just I've always had a hunger to wanting to what want to do more than just achieve. Like, you know, some people might think working on a counter is the best achievement they've done. And I'm like, do you know what? Fair play to you. But I've always wanted to do more. And for me, it was like, okay, I've done all this experience before. I've done all the TVs and shows and fashion shows and all that type of stuff. Um, I've got that experience behind me. I've done all weddings. I freelance. I have that experience behind me. I've worked um, on a brand where I customized makeup. That is like the best experience, in my opinion, than working on a counter where you're just selling the bottled stuff. So I've worked for a fashion house now. So I felt like I was an all-rounded artist. Um, it was so sad because I literally, the, the, I obviously I love prescriptives. I, I, and when I work for a brand, I eat, live, breathe the brand. But Dior, I was so obsessed with the brand. Like, so obsessed. Like, I love the brand. I love the flo I love Dior himself and how he grew his brand. I love the stories behind it. I love, I knew every fragrance, all the ingredients, the stories behind them. And I just, I wanted to progress, but I just couldn't. I was blocked in progressing, which I felt was really sad. I mean, that's the thing I do not like about the cosmetics industry. It is so hard to progress. So there's people out there who love it and they really want to grow with a brand. And there just isn't, the, the higher you climb the ladder in cosmetics, the smaller and smaller and smaller the um, jobs get. And what I never understood about Dior at the time is they got rid of that, one of their trainers. And I was kind of like, it was, it, it was in the recession, like when it, London went into that recession. So that's how far back I'm going. Um, and they got rid of their, one of their trainers. And I was kind of like, that's the worst thing you can do. Like your trainers are the people who give the spirit to like people who start the job. Like you need them, you need them to go around like and spread their energy to the counters and to the managers and to everyone. So like, I thought that was a really bad move. And it was so heartbreaking. Like I wasn't like devastated. I was obviously upset that like I couldn't progress in a company which I given two years to, I loved, I was obsessed with. Um, I did everything for them, anything. They were like, when Neil, we're moving over the counters, we're moving play. I was like, yep, 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 I'll do it, yep. Like, no, I did everything. I was such a yes person for them. So that was upsetting. Um, and I tried to revisit the brand and thank God I didn't get it. And this is what made me laugh about the brand is, what I remember Dior being very clean and like, you just looked amazing and the artist looked amazing. And it was all very kind of like black suit, white shirts, black ties. And like you had a little your Dior, Dior pin. It was very clean and like elegant. And the national artist or, or however she was, I think she was a city artist. They call them different things now. She did my makeup thingy and was like, um, she passed them the feedback saying, oh, um, yeah, he wasn't very good or whatever. 
and I saw her makeup and the absolute hack of her makeup. Like, it was so funny. I was like, do you know what? I'm too experienced to be working back on a counter. So do you know what? I took that as a sign. Um, and it wasn't even being as a counter. It was actually as a city artist. And I thought to myself, I remember looking at the city artist and like, my experience eclipses your shitty experience working in Ireland, whatever you've done, which you've said you've done this. And she came and she was in trainers and it was just weird. I was like, Dior wasn't what I remembered it as. Like, it wasn't the brand where it was like, um, I don't know, like it was just not Dior. It wasn't what I remembered it. And maybe because it was London and maybe because it was Selfridges, it was a different type of um, level of um, luxury or the experience. But I remember one of my friends back in London, he was a city artist as well, Joe. And uh, I was kind of like, well, Joe, if Joe can do it, I can obviously do it. But the only thing is I didn't drive, so I don't know whether that went against me as well. But um, I remember being like, hang on, I was a London trainer. Being a city artist is lower, in my opinion, because all you're doing is really, you're kind of like a glorified makeup artist traveling around to different counters, doing events. And all it is is literally doing makeup events for those counters. So it wasn't even anything big anyway. And it wouldn't have been looking after like any of the major brands. It's not like Dior and Brian Thomas would be like, I'd say their biggest account and maybe the one in Arnott's. But like, there's no other Dior counters. Debenhams have gone. Um, I think it's, what is it? They've got one. They've got ones in like boots and stuff, but I wouldn't work in boots. Um, it, I, I wouldn't be able for that kind of like, that style. Because um, it just reminds me of a department store. So I was kind of like, do you know what? Fuck Dior. <laughs> Fuck this brand. I am out of here. So I was kind of thinking like what to do after that. But I remember being there and my manager was like, listen, you are amazing at what you do. And I know how much you love the brand. I love, I know how much you want to be a trainer, but there just isn't any positions here. So I was kind of like, do you know what? I've done Selfridges for two years. Two, two, was it three, two and a half, three years, two and a half, three years. I think it was, I was with them for, I'd done two years in Harrods and I was like, do you know what? I'm over working in a fucking department store. I need a break from a department store. Like it melt, melted my brain a bit. And like I was freelancing on the side as well. So I think I just burnt myself out. Um, I was like working 40 hours a week for Dior and then going out, having a social life. Then at the same time I was freelancing. It just ruined it for me. And I was like, do you know what? I need to become a trainer because I need to take a step back from the shop floor. Because, like, the shop floor is hard. It's a bit tedious at times. Um, but I loved it. I love cosmetics. And I always have loved it. And I've always taken, like, breaks out of it and came back to it. Because it's what I love. Um, but I remember at the time, I was like, do you know what? At the, I remember watching, I think it was, like, I don't know if it was The Devil Wears Prada. Or I think what Vera Wang said about her wedding dresses. I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to make the brand. I'm not going to try and fit for the brand. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna find a brand that fits me and what I want. And then since that day, when I left Dior, I've always been like, do you know what? What do I want? What do I need? What money am I expecting? What bonuses do I want? What commission do I want? So I've been very now more opinionated in being like, no, this is what I want. This is what I deserve. I have the experience to back it up. You either pay me what you want or I'm out. So. That's the mentality I took away from there. And the great thing was, I applied for a trainer role for UK and Ireland. And bada boom, bada bing, I got it. 
So yeah, I did um, step up to become a trainer for ROA, ROI and Ireland. And I looked after Scotland, obviously everywhere else, Wales, whatever. Um, and that's what kind of first brought me to Ireland. So that's next on the list is how I became a trainer and what happened after then. Thanks for listening, my beauties. Stay safe, stay fabulous and stay glowing.